We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. Featuring hosts, Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. Before we get started, I am Jay hope It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy in the building say, what's up, Weezy? What it do, what it do, what it do? Coach Lock in the building say, what's up, Cal? What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, fellas? How is everybody doing? We're here, man. We're here another week, man. These lists got a little spicy this week. It's getting a little tricky. It's getting tricky. It always does around this time. Sure, man. Speaking of, episode 358, we're moving on to part four of our annual NBA Top 7 series, moving right along to the shooting guards. FSP style. Always FSP style. You better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Kick it off, Weezy. Best of the week. What you got, buddy? My best week for me was uh the boys of Slim and Huskies, man. They uh they, they they did a big boy move this week. Got a spot on Fifth and Broadway. It's pretty big. What well, was pretty good about it was everybody that came out supporting them. Black history in the city, man. Shout out to Nashville. Shout out to the guys at Slim and Husky for sure. What you got, Coach? Uh, I'm gonna keep it with Weezy. Um, the nation's only black-owned casino is about to open up in Richmond, Virginia. So that's a big deal just to hear that it is a Black-owned casino. You know, it's hard enough to have a casino, but the fact that it's Black-owned is a big deal. So shout out to them in Richmond, Virginia. Shout out to them, sure. Yeah, they got in. That's where the money at. Where the money <laughs> reside, ain't it? <laughs> what you got, Jeff? Shaq, man. Shaq made his AEW premiere. AEW wrestling premiere this week. My man executed a pretty good powerbomb, and he went through a table. So shout out to Shaq. Man, getting his wrestling on. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, for sure. Um, my best week is Jay-Z, man. Sean Carter, man. Cleared 500 plus million in the last 30 days. Sold his majority of title and half his ace of spades. Without sweating, dog. All without sweating. Salute to Jay-Z, man. Truly inspiring. I think he's trying to get an NFL team. It's a play. It's a play involved right now. He's going too liquid. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you don't clear up 600 yeah. and, and not and no what you're going to do. Yeah, just to yeah. hang out. Nah. Yeah. yeah. It's a bigger play, for sure. Worst of the week, Coach. What you got? My worst of the week is a uh, shout out to the governor down in Texas, man. He has officially lifted the mask mandate. So everything will be open at 100% legally starting March 10th. So you can just go anywhere and not have to wear a mask. 
there's no more social distancing if you're out in the restaurant if you just do what you want to do basically everything's big in texas baby <laughs> praying for you guys in texas man that's that's scary hours for sure man put the vaccine in my smoothie hurry up <laughs> my goodness <laughs> Jeff, I got yeah, I, I got to call you after this. We gonna get you squared away for sure. We're gonna get you squared away. Um, Weezy, what you got? Worst of the week. One of the uh, radio personalities down here in Nashville, Tennessee. Radio personality Joe from one 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 point one man had a bad car accident, man. Broke Damn. his leg. Just uh, want to say, get well soon, and uh, that's it. That's my worst of the week. That's enough for sure. Yeah, Jeff, what you got, man? My worst of the week is Ann Herbert. FTYA, Fresh Daniel Harris covered this a lot. So I'm not going to speak on it too much. That is my worst of the week. <laughs> you, ma'am, are with the crap. Just know that. There's no that ain't got nothing to do with Ann, man. She was in on that, Jay. Yeah, okay. she was. Ain't no, ain't no way. Yeah, man. And knew what purchase? she was doing. When she gave him the plug to get all the discounts and all that, she know what's going on. Nah, that's bigger than Nino Brian. There's something else to that. <laughs> <laughs> my worst of the week is sweetie man she stirred the pot with a video of her meal she had spaghetti wheezy covered in ranch dressing first of all well, you no putting ranch on your spaghetti sp- Jeff? yeah uh, alright then you put sugar on your spaghetti too doing that Oh, now, ranch is man. enough man right I now, that's, Jeff, I know you haven't did a bid, but I know. Listen, that's bid. That's bid adjacent, dog. Hey, that's, you better quit doing them. I'm telling you, somebody gonna come holler at you about that. <laughs> right, you better quit doing that shit, man. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You eating ranch, man? I don't know. Did she do a little jail time? She did a, a year and a day. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, Jeff. I'm worried about you. So wait, so. No ranch, no on spaghetti. No. Y'all ain't never did that. No, no, no. hell no. no. Ranch go chicken and salad. That's it. I'm done. No, I know it's people. Not much you can't put ranch on. I know people that dip peaks in ranch. I mean, but they're children. <laughs> no, I know yeah. adults. Adults. You need to stop answering their phone calls. <laughs> Jeff, you. Jeff, well, I guess you can't. We can't have Jeff on the damn phone. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you put ranch on your tacos. No, nah, not Mexican food. There's nothing Mexican food related you can put ranch on. Nothing. But pizza, nothing. Italian food, you can be all the way in. Pizza, spaghetti, lasagna. Oh, God. Oh, all right. Okay. Now, make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and, of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. Their latest issue is up, the Dame Dash interview episode. So y'all make sure y'all check that out and see how they talk to Dame Dash. Shout out to the guys, man. Most definitely, man. Great interview. Shout out to Dame for pulling up. He invited everybody to come to L.A. So we're going to make a field trip of it for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. A real real LA trip. <laughs> we got in on that, you know. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jeff, you full of shit. Let's move right along to Fresh and the Average. Feature myself and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have a new episode 
Pull up on us on the IG page. Check out our Would You Rocks, as well as our monthly FTYA podcast that Jeff mentioned as well, man. And Herbert, adjacent. We talk about all that and much, much more directly for the culture. Where your kicks, man. Cop responsibly. Also, the Realville Family Patreon page features Full Sport Press, On Deck TV, Fresher Than Average, and much, much more. Be on the lookout to join the Patreon team today. Episodes up right now, man. Support the team. Support the real. Jeff, you got 10 good rest in seconds. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Fellas, it happened. For only the third time in the history of this long story, the organization of the WWE, we have an African-American world heavyweight champion. His name is Bobby Lashley. Only the third time in this storied company that we have an African-American as the heavyweight champion. Shout out to Bobby Lashley. I hope he has a long title reign. Hope they do it well. And I told you guys a while ago, shout out to the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business is taking over right now. Shout out to MVP, Cedric Alexander, and Sheldon Benjamin. Hey, man, it's a good time. What a time. So make sure, as y'all, as always, every Thursday, check out the 808s and Chair Shots podcast. Shout out to Neek. Shout out to me, I guess. I'm a co-host, too. <laughs> and always remember, you might not like wrestling, but your auntie love it, man. Check sure, us out. man. And tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please write and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. And tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we start the first half, Wheezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient, award recipient is UCLA's cross country athlete, Chris Willen. That's it. Yep. Shout out to Chris, man. He's been dismissed as a member of the cross country team, as well as the track and field team, and everything UCLA sports related. This dismissal came after a four and a half minute video that was posted on the Instagram account and widely shared over the weekend. The clip appeared to show Whelan using racist and other homophobic slurs while telling someone on the phone that his girlfriend had cheated on him with another man. A screenshot of a text message was also allegedly showing the runner using offensive language. And I quote, you left me for a poor nigger. Damn! Chris Whelan's girlfriend cheated on him with a football player on the UCLA football team. That's the best move she made. (laughs) Got your ass, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm Uh-huh. That's what your ass get. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They knew knew the real you. (laughs) Yeah. Now, for sure, the real you came out. And man, uptown with nine inches of ding dong knocking the bottom out of that girl, huh? He out of Can I get some? Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Poor fella. Poor fella. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to keep that or not. How you going to get that to him? (laughs) Sure. We sent a drone out today. We sent a drone. Get that immediately. Hey, Chris. Hey, man, it ain't funny. It ain't funny, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't funny no more. You the man, huh? With, uh, Jeff. <laughs> man, my God. It was all good just a week ago, Chris. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how bad that hurt. Man, that hurt him, man. That hurt. Oh, when that he hurt. found out, when he saw who she was with, lost it hey. all. Hey. <laughs> 
We got to talk if we're going to keep that or not. You guys ready to get started the first half? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What do you do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, when you find you on social media, my brother. And they can find me at Twitter and IG at lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, what about you? I'm Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Correct. Weezy, talk to me. FSP underscore Weezy on IG. And I'm at how Weezy on Twitter. Holla at me. That's right. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm Jay Ho on Instagram and Twitter. Man, let's have a conversation on Twitter. What the chatty house looking like, though? Man, you, I ain't logged on the chatty house since <laughs> that first time I was in there. Have you? When last time you logged into the chatty? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been quiet. It's been quiet because of chatty. All right, man. Let's kick the first half off with some NFL talk, man. It's official. JJ Watt is headed to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year, thirty-one million dollar contract. Comes as a huge shock with Arizona not among the teams that were talked about. I don't think any of us picked the Houston Texans to be, I mean, not the Houston Texans, the Arizona Cardinals to be a uh, finalist, nevertheless, him picking that. But he's there. Watt joins his former Houston teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, with the Cardinals and also Sackmaster, Chandler Jones. This represents a dramatic shakeup in the ultra competitive NFC West. Assuming the Cardinals can retain Chandler Jones, which I'm thinking they will do. They'll have the best pass rush tandem in the entire NFL. Question I have for you guys. Are the Cards favorites in the NFC West? Depends on what, what, what Russell Wilson does, but they're, they're, they're number two. They're right there. They're number two. On paper, man, this division just continues to get better and better and better. I'm No disrespect, I feel sorry for y'all as 49ers fans because even if y'all win the division, you're going to get beat up so much. Like, <laughs> like on defense, there's, that's three defenses in this, in this league. Y'all, the Rams, and the Cardinals. I mean, Seattle's going to try their best, but y'all three, I wouldn't want to play them twice a year. Hell no. So I don't think it puts them as favorites, but – I couldn't tell you who's the favorite in that division right now. It's got to see. Yeah, th- th- this division, it- it's wide open, man, and I hate it because it's my division. The-, the thing that I'm not shocked that he went with the Cardinals, though, because he went where the money was. He got $23 million in guaranteed over the next two years, and he's reunited with his former defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, who was on the coaching staff at the Texans for three seasons while Watt was there, and he liked playing for him. You got to realize they got Buda Baker in the back, over the top, Weezy's boy. And we already mentioned Chandler Jones. So the defense is going to be real. And the thing is, Watt plans on playing a lot of downs. He's come out and said it. He's not there just for show, just to spell somebody. He wants to be full-time like he was the Texans. And if he's healthy, that defense could get ugly. I think could have signed with somebody else, man. I mean, with a contender for less money. He made enough money, y'all. Let's keep it a bean. He's made enough money. I know the NFL money dries up. He's not that old, but go sign with the Packers in your home state. Play for a contender. Anyway, but if he can play like Coach Locke mentioned at his peak, we don't need him to even pay at his peak. He's need to play half of that. You got Chandler Jones. You also have Hassan Reddick, who had a breakout year last year. Vance Joseph is about to have these guys flying. He can get very creative with those blitzes creating one-on-one opportunities for his edge rushers. 
I know Patrick Peterson is hot because he's not coming back to Arizona. So the fact that the Cardinals are spending so much money on veterans also lets me know they're all in. If I'm Patrick Peterson, I got to find a way to come back for sure. So, and he texts Kyler Murray and said, I believe in you. He that says a lot. He, should be, he, he texts Kyler Murray, and I, I, I don't know if that was a shot at Deshaun Watson or not, because he no, said, "No, it wasn't. Well, no, that no, wasn't no, a no. shot." I, well, I, he said, he said something. He was like, "Yeah, you, you got to have a good quarterback to win this league," and I'm like, "You just came from a good quarterback." Yeah, but he they didn't. That. They had a good quarterback, but they also didn't have a lot of other stuff. So, and they traded their best player on offense for a second round pick. And he said they wasted one of Deshaun Watson years, so he knows he had a great young, great quarterback. Let's move on to basketball, guys. Let's talk about my Atlanta Hawks. This Monday, old Lord Pierce got shown the door. (sighs) He had lost the team. His relationship with uh, Trey Young was tumultuous at best. Uh, Young was going on press conferences, contradicting what his coach was saying to the media on more than one occasion over these first two or three seasons. Boy, so my question to you guys, did Lloyd Pierce get backdoored on this or did he see this coming? Um, Backdoor, no. I mean, he's one of seven black head coaches in the NBA. So, you know, a league that's probably 80% black. It's crazy not seeing uh, at least 15 to 20. Black kid coach. But anyway, the timing is odd, Jeff. The team had injuries. I think Atlanta could have waited to kind of see what Lloyd could do with an entire healthy roster at his disposal, like we're seeing right now. He was fired for reasons mostly outside of his control. What's out of his control and the next man's job is kind of figuring out what the hell Trey Young can do. Should he play off the ball? Should he play on the ball? How can you figure out a way? to use him to get a lot of things going on that offense. They'll have time to design an offense that empowers more than one player and not name Trey Young. And I think that's the hardest thing. More importantly, they got to figure out a way to get Trey Young to buy into a more balanced system. It's just not balanced, man. Until Trey kind of figures that out, the Hawks will always have a ceiling. And um, Lloyd Pierce was a casualty of war is what I call that. Pierce. You know, couldn't get along with the, the franchise player. And when the person and the coach can't get along and it's the franchise player, it's going to always be a problem. Like Jeff mentioned, he'd already openly criticized Trey Young about how he's able to draw fouls while on a league office competition committee call. You can't do that to the franchise player. They even said the other coaches on their call were kind of looking at him weird, like, you really saying this about your own franchise player? Trey had already come out and said that he is in support of what the Hawks made with that decision. So it lets you know that Trey wasn't happy. And then there have been numerous reports that Pierce and several other players were not getting along in the locker room, including John Collins. They said Collins went to him and asked to be more involved in the offense, and Pierce called him selfish. While other players in the locker room were saying Pierce was holding back Cam Reddish's growth as a player. So anytime you have issues with the players and the coaches like that, especially the franchise player, it's never going to end good for the head coach when you're not winning. If he was Doc Rivers or somebody winning, then, you know, he would be able to do things like that. But he hasn't established that yet. So that's what ultimately got him out of Atlanta. The Hawks have drawn their line in the sand. They chose their star player over the coach. Uh, I'm not saying Lloyd Pierce was a great coach. I mean, I, you know, he didn't really have a chance to let it develop. Nick McMillan is going to step in, you know, run the offense. Hopefully we can right the ship. Trey Young's got to find his Larry Brown. Got to find his Larry Brown. Got to find his dance partner. 
to, to you know, take him to that next level. Hopefully, um, he finds him soon because, you know, the Hawks has made a choice. It's, it's the star player's team. So now star players got to make sure he plays like a star player when it's his team. No more excuses at this point, young man. It's your team. All right, well, keeping it with basketball but going down a level, starting in 2022, players selected as all-stars from historically black college and universities will compete on Final Four Sundays. The games will take place in the host city on the off day between Saturday's national semifinals and Monday's championship games, where they will have the HBCU All-Star Game. Now, New Orleans will host the first HBCU All-Star Game, and it's fitting because it's the home state of six HBCUs. What are you guys' thoughts about this happening? The start of something new is always good, especially for HBCU, man. Uh, It's long overdue. We needed something like this, long overdue. Between this and the thing that Michael B. Jordan was trying to put together for the tournament around, I think he was like Christmas time. Or is that right? Am I wrong about it? It's around Christmas time. He was trying to put together an HBCU tournament. Man, well, you young boys don't understand how good you got to be in college right now. I'm just telling you, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. But trust and believe, if I were still in school at this time, I would be in New Orleans that weekend. You better believe that. And I don't like us being the damn – you know, halftime, Joe, and shit. I don't like that, man. Because, hey, listen, we travel. We're going to travel down there. We're going to have a good time, like CAA. CAA is a different weekend, dog. Mm. This is the exact same way. I don't like the way that they're using it to say it's like during the Final Four. Like, what the hell? No, like, we we should be a part of some of these games. Hell, we should be a part of the tournament. Like, I don't like that. But in turn, it is bringing some light to some of the uh, best players in the HBCU, and it gives them another look for sure as far as playing in NBA and playing overseas and things of that nature. So it'll be cool. We don't get enough looks anyway. So having this as a point of reference for people to get one more look before they head overseas or play D-League or G-League basketball, um, I think it's cool. I just wish we got the same attention that everybody else gets, but it is what it is. Now, it will include a week-long HBCU All-Star Game Experience Festival that'll be in the city along the other Final Four festivities. The thing is, this isn't the first time the HBCUs have had an All-Star Game. It's been done before, but it's the first time that it's actually been held in the same location as the NCAA tournament. The difference between the previous years and All-Star Games will is because it's there, so all of those scouts that are there to watch that national semifinal game and championship game, like Jay mentioned, they will already be there. So they will be able to see those players. The other good thing is that this one will be televised on the CBS network. So it's good for them to get that exposure. That'll be better than that damn, whatever the NBA TV was doing, showing up the HBCU games. You see them cameras they were used? Like, it looked worse than 80s NBA basketball. Oh, no. That was straight. That was straight. The, the views at, at HBCUs is hard to get, bro. It's hard to get those views. It's still like high school gyms. You know what I'm saying? But like, it wasn't the gym. I'm talking about the camera. camera quality. <laughs> the camera quality was trash in that game, man. Both games. It went, it went, H, it went HD gym. Hey, it was 720. <laughs> it wasn't even 720. Dude, well, if that's bullshit. Then that's NBA TV fault. Then. No, I'm saying it was a clear distinction from whatever they had going on. Yeah, use the damn 4K cameras that they use for the damn NBA yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Shit, don't get me started with these motherfuckers half-stepping for the black. Oh, yeah, right. no damn gimmick. 
Damn right. Let's get started with halftime, man. Alright. Me start. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime in case you missed it. Florida AM Athletics announced a six-year agreement with Nike Incorporated to make Nike the official athletic footwear apparel and equipment provider for the Rattlers beginning July 1st, 2021. The agreement will service the university's athletic department, all 14 of FAMU's sports programs, and the Marching 100 Band. Nike will also supply all team footwear, uniforms, apparel, and equipment. Now, FAMU sports teams will be outfitted in LeBron James uniforms, apparel, and footwear, including footwear designed specifically for the university as part of its relationship. The partnership will also support Florida A&M's athletic student athlete development programs, also offer internships and coordinate networking opportunities for FAMU students. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? It, it's a it's a it's a little deal for FAMU. It's a real big deal for LeBron James. That's the way I look at it. Real big deal. All right, man, this is huge, man. <laughs> if you're FAMU, this is huge. This is so this is so much of a recruiting tactic. This just makes you a cooler school to be one of the ones that can have that LeBron James dunk man patch or the lion patch, whatever logo, LeBron James logo you use. You get to have that on your uniform now and you get to be endorsed by that and use that as a negotiating tactic to have the cool shoes. In basketball, we know that matters. It's starting to matter more in football now, thanks to Jordan. But in, in basketball, we know that it's always mattered to have the cool shoes, the cool apparel, the cool uh, traveling bags. All that stuff matters, man. Shout out to LeBron. This was this was a nice get up. And shout out to FAMU for coming up. This is dope. Yeah, this is a big deal. Because like Jordan is with Oregon or Oregon is with Nike, how they have their own Oregon Jordans, that's probably going to happen with this LeBron. They're going to have their own special LeBrons that are going to be just orange and green that nobody else will be able to get. So it's going to be an exclusive shoe for FAMU, like he mentioned. So this is a huge deal. I remember shit back when we were in HBCUs, but I was a T-shoe. We were sponsored by Russell my first year. Who wants to wear damn Russell uniform of course we later on got adidas or you know nike whatever but this is a huge deal for hbcu to be out to go out there and have lebron james as their official sponsor yeah i agree man huge deal man it's a big get for florida a&m um just hurts when you know it's cool to be first with something like that and to see a program like florida a&m come through like that i just wonder why he picked florida a&m it's not like they're at the top of the division or you know, not winning a lot of conference championships. So, you know, they didn't get, you know, McCure Maker, nothing like that. So it's kind of weird seeing fam get that pick. Maybe because they have a uh, excellent band. It ain't like the aristocrats band. It ain't yeah, like that. Yeah, right. But, I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see. But the thing is with TSU, though, TSU, you know, I mean, we were the, we were the first Nike sponsor program in HBCU history, Tiger Bells. So it would make a little bit more sense to be the first HBCU with Nike. But hey, shout out to FAMU, man. It's a big get for them. Um, it's always TSU on this side for sure, though. You guys ready to get started right. second half? Let's Ooh. go. Big get blue. It. The second half is underway. Second half, the 2021 NBA Top 7 Series Part 4. Shooting guards before we get started. 
I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. No one only. Weezy. It's your man, Coach Lock. <laughs> you said you was the one and only. I think that's Let what he said. It. Yeah, you definitely one and only because you spelled, how you spell it, Weezy? Don't matter. Spell how I spell, man. That's right. You damn right. You better damn know it. You better damn believe it, man. Shooting guard position. Always consistent of all time greats. The very best shooting guards on individual achievements, team achievements. It made a mark in NBA history. We've seen how superstar shooting guards such as Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade win championships for their franchise, remain some of the game's greatest NBA players. Today, we have more than a handful of dominant shooting guards that can influence a game with their skill and talent, and that's what we are here to do to rank the top seven NBA shooting guards for the 2021 season. None. Actually, this list this week. I like this list. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Speaking of the list, this list is strictly related to their 2021 stats and performance after 25 games, and who has the best chance of maintaining their great play heading to the second half current NBA season. Without further ado, can we get the top seven list last year? Do the honors, coach. Last year's list: seven, C.J. McCullough; six, Donovan Spider Mitchell; five, Drew Holiday. Four, Brad Bill. Three, Devin Booker. Two, James Harden. And one, Paul George. Oh. hmm Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's mm-hmm. get to the honorable mentions, fellas. Let's do this the right way. Let's do it the FSP way. For sure. You damn one, right. You damn right. Number one honorable mention, Victor Oladipo, man. 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, 49% from the field, 33 from three, man. Let's talk about VO really quick as an honorable mention. He's been an honorable mention two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. He was hurt last year. Yeah, I think he's probably on put on his list. I just – I hope he makes the list next year. If he don't make the list next year, VO's in trouble. Eh, not, not enough sample size. Houston once you know they has decided they want to tank this season and didn't want their team to overperform. So they're making sure now that Christian Woods is hurt, they're making sure they're not doing well. So we're not going to see the best. They might shut VO down pretty soon if they can't trade him. If they were going to tank, Jeff, then why in the hell did they get rid of Boogie? Then they could have just let him Boogie. That's why they. That's why they got rid of him. They're going younger. So they once Christian Woods got hurt, now they want to see the younger players see what they need to do. Going to get Boogie out of there, let John Wall get his health back up, and get, get ready for next year. If they if they tanking, that's what they need to shut down, John Wall. Don't let him shut him down. He's played a little bit, then let him get it out of there. But that's the other thing. Him and John Wall, they still haven't meshed, haven't had a lot of time to mesh. So I wouldn't expect them the Rockets to do anything this year with that trade and getting rid of Harden and bringing V.O. in. So he's right where he needs to be, honorable mention, because he's still averaging 25 and 5, basically. Yeah. I mean, V.O. is an all-around player, man. Offense, defense, and also great in the pick and roll, man. Uh, He'll be great next year with the Heat, for sure. Let's move right along to the next honorable mention. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 22 points, five rebounds, six assists this year. 50% 50% from the field, 41 from three. SGA, man. Let's talk about it. Man, this guy right here almost made my list. We'll watch the player turn that corner. He's going to be high on this list next year. High. Shout out to CP3, man, the point guard. He's the one that showed SGA the way. Like my, my listeners of The Mandalorian, this is the way. And he learned from the best. 
and that's why we're starting to see him turn it on. Nerd alert. Um, SGA, man, just one of the most exciting young guards in the NBA. Can play and defend. Playing alongside CP, like Coach mentioned, put him in the right position to figure out how he can be a productive NBA player, man. And he's just scratching the surface for sure. And last but not least, we got Jordan Clarkson, averaging 17, 4, and 2. Got some votes, man. Some JC fans out here, 44% from the field, 37 from three. How you guys feel about JC? I'm not a big Jordan Clarkson fan. Uh, he, he ain't seen a shot he don't like. <laughs> he shoots the shit out of the basketball. Kind of like me in the YMCA, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Clarkson. That's funny. I like, I like Jordan Clarkson, man. I'm happy to see him make honorable mention. This is his ceiling, uh, but you know he's probably gonna be six man of the year this year. But good to see him having a great season. Excuse me, he's never gonna crack this top seven list of shooting guards. He'll always be around it, honorable mention somewhere around there. He's on a good team, they're playing well. JC, man, just one of those players you need a bucket, he's going to get it. He found himself a home in Utah. He adds that scoring punch when the Jazz need somebody to create a shot. Like Weezy mentioned, he's going to put that shot up when healthy. That Jazz team is very, very serious. And, I'm excited to see what JC and the rest of these guys can do in the second half of the season. He is living his best life. Jordan Clarkson is living his best life. You think so? Oh, I know so. Oh, you know so. All right. Without further ado, let's get to the list, man. The list is here. The list has been delivered. Uh Uh-oh. Let's get it, Weezy. All right, number seven on this list. Uh, I'm not just a dunker. It's Jay's boy. Zach Levine, Chicago Bulls. Shout out to Zach, man. Averaging 28, 5 and 5 this year, 52% from the field, 43 from three. Nasty numbers, man. Let's talk about it. I couldn't make him number five or six without sleeping, without having a hard time sleeping tonight. And I made a good decision. So he had to be number seven. But Zach Levine's hooping right now. He's hooping. I agree, man. He's having a great season. Shout out to him. I actually had to go back and check his numbers myself because I was doing my list. I said, man, I haven't watched a lot of Chicago basketball like other than league, I mean, league pass. But even with league pass, you got to go out your way to watch a Bulls game, dog. Like, you really got to find it. But he's doing his thing, though, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, Zach Levine, man, he was definitely a little high on my list. He's having the best year he's ever had. Everything is career highs. Points, rebounds, assists. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage, percentage, excuse me. The only thing is he doesn't have a lot of help. He's doing all this because there's nobody else that can go get a bucket if they need to get a bucket. He's not playing with another all-star like nobody else on this list. So that's the only thing that's hurting Zach. You get him some help, and he could creep up this list a little more. Zach is criminally underrated, very similar to Devin Booker. He can get buckets in an all-star level. I honestly can sit and look into this Zoom call and with confidence and say that he is better than Bradley Bill to me. I had him higher than Bradley Bill on this list. I think Zach is, the Bulls are higher in the seedings than the Washington Wizards. And on top of that, he doesn't have anybody nearly as good as Russell Westbrook to play alongside. So I think to have Zach at seven is very disrespectful. The Bulls got to figure out a way to kind of get another person in there. If that's trading Kobe White to get somebody that is a facilitator, because Zach needs somebody to get him the ball, and they also need somebody that can score as well. Um, just need some help, man. Wendell Carter's not it. Laurie Markkinen bottomed out. Uh, 
Um, we just drafted Patrick Williams. He's not helping us today. He said he think he's better than Bradley Beal. Wow. Um, wow. Double down on Number six on this list. Spike Lou's boy, man. Jalen Brown. JB, oh, man. Yep. JB. Yeah. Doesn't even have a damn agent. He did his negotiation by himself. Did a whole damn extension by himself. Anyway, he's averaging 24, 5 and 5, 49% from the field, 38 from three. Let's talk about JB. All right. Weezy. Um, Jalen Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jalen Brown, man. Um, probably the best player on this, second best player on the Celtics. Could be the first, depending on who you ask, depending on what game it is. Uh, this kid is, is fun to watch. All is just straight business, not a lot of flair. Straight business to his game. Like to watch him play ball, man. Shout out to Jalen Brown. Properly placed, though. Properly placed. Yeah, I had uh, Jalen Brown at seven on my list. Um, like Jeff mentioned, man, he he is the second best player in that Boston team. They just got to get over the hump. They got to get over the hump, and he has to help them. They have games where they're up 14, Jason Tatum is cooking, and they lose the game. They need Jalen Brown to step up and be that man. Now, vice versa, there are times when Jalen Brown is cooking and Jason Tatum doesn't step up in that game. So it goes both ways. But in order for Boston to take the next step, they're going to have to up the game a little more and be more consistent and learn how to close out games. If we redid that 2016 NBA draft, some might actually put Jalen Brown as the number one pick. Or Brandon Ingram as that number one pick, you know? The thing is with JB, he's great on both ends of the floor. Very underrated, man. Just 24 years old. Significant process we saw um, last year when he cut that dumbass box off his head. Uh That was huge, man. But Jason Tatum gets a lot of praise, but it's really JB doing the dirty work. Him and Mark is smart, man. They just got to figure out a way to get everybody else around them to be better basketball players. And Dude, they're still so young. I hope they don't break that team up because, man, those guys are 24 and 25 years old, man. I just, man, golly, man. Just just keep them together, Danny Ainge. Don't pull the trigger yet. That's the problem with today's owners. It's an instant thing now. If it ain't right now, they don't want to deal with it, which is sad. True. Team been together five years, though. No. But, Coach, they just got together. Like, Jalen Brown is 24. Uh, Tatum's 22, 23. Like, sheesh. Got to take a year to your head, Kyrie. That that kind of messed up a few of them years. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta you gotta realize. <laughs> Go ahead. In today's basketball, they don't have to wait. Players are too good. Somebody somebody's always coming up. The players are too good, man. And Jeff, so what more? What more do you want from them? They win the three of the last four conference championships. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think you're saying don't break them up. I'm saying, well, maybe you might. If you can get the other player that can get you over the hump, if you can package one of them and Kimba to get the guy you need, you might do it. Why Why wouldn't you just add one more person? The salary might be. And that person was Kimba Walker. He's just not figuring out. I'm telling you, they're going to get rolling in the second half. I, I, sure. I, I, now, that I do agree with. I do yeah. agree with that. All right. Now, number five on this list. I think this is uh, Coach Locke's boy. Uh, close. Behind the closed doors, Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, twenty-four points a game, four rebounds, five assists, forty-two percent from the field, thirty-eight from three. Let's talk about it. I like Spider Mitchell, man. Exciting player, putting up talking about the bubble, putting up big numbers in the bubble. 
Spider Mitchell put up numbers, man. I think Utah, Utah's number one seed in the West. Yeah, you can't you can't ignore that. Number one seed in the West. Um, I, I probably have been the hardest on Spider Mitchell on his show, Pauls, um, because he is a volume scorer, volume shooter, and I do, but I do see him turning that corner this year, and I do see him playing better than I've ever seen. It's fun, but still Utah. I mean, you know, whatever. But shout out to him, man. He's he's it's like he's flipped the switch, as they say. It's, it's cliche as that sounds, and it's fun to see. I'm not gonna let you do that to yourself, Jeff. You definitely haven't been the hardest person on this show on Donovan Mitchell. We know who that is. Weezy, you, everybody, you just give him up. You just give him to me. Everybody seems to put him on me. So, okay, it's my boy. I root for Donovan Mitchell. Yes, it's not my boy like Dame Dollars, but I root for him. And he has all career highs also, except his field goal percentage. So he stepped it up, which he needed to do because his field goal percentage was not that great. He was shooting around 37, 38. Well, that's up to 42. 38 from the three. So they needed him to do that. And I think Mike Conley being there is helping him to do that. He is playing a big role, kind of like how CP3 did with De- uh, not Devin Booker, with SGA, excuse me. So I think that Mike Conley addition is helping Donovan Mitchell a lot. Spider Mitchell, man. He made people believe is myself in a bubble. You know, I have a lot more respect for them. Spider-Man is a top five shooting guard. Doesn't defend. Shoots terrible. Shoots absolutely terrible. He can't shoot threes, volume score. But at the same time, you know who he reminds me of? Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, no. He reminds me of Dwayne Wade. That's why Locke likes him. He's a Dwayne Wade basketball player, dude. He just needs to work a little bit more being efficient. They are similar, but I'm not going to let you just disrespect Dwayne Wade like that now. No, that's better better than what he said, who who he reminded me of at first. Okay, you can say he reminds you. Okay, I give you that. You say remind. Okay, I'm just saying that's that's a a high (laughs) – that's did, a hot comparison. Did he yeah. say he reminds you of Rodney Stuckey last year? Yeah, Rodney Stuckey last year. Was yeah. Like, that was just that. That was disrespectful. Yeah, I'm just saying, volume score, you know what I'm saying? He's just 24 years old. We'll see. I think we – can we say that we've seen the best of Donovan Mitchell, though? Like, no. there's not – No. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. No, I'm not done yet. with it. Not, not yet. yet. His we, no, wait, 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 wait. We've seen his – he's playing his best right now. Yes. But I think, I think it can still – are you saying what he's gonna average 30 then? No, 27. Never efficiently. It's gonna, it's gonna be more efficient. efficient. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. He's just, bro, he's six three. That don't mean his jump, his, his shot can't get better. Let's move on to number four. Number four on this list. Oh, oh God. This 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 guy right here, I believe, you know, he don't have any homeboys left. Lopper don't answer his phone calls no more. I promise you. People don't ask his phone calls no more. He got one whole homeboy holding on. And this is a uh, this is just boy, Paul George. <laughs> Put him on chill. PG 13, man, averaging 23, 6, and 5. 49% from the field. 49% from the field. Damn near shooting 50% from the field. 45 from three. He's shooting 45% from the three. Nobody on this list is shooting 45 from three. We got him ranked at four. Let's talk about it. I think Paul George for me, he doesn't do enough for me. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't, me personally. Me personally. I take those looks all I want, all y'all want, but I don't think he's a superstar. I ain't mad. I don't. Oh, playoff P, the pandemic one. He's having a solid start to this season. Can't knock him. But we all know how this story is going to end. So we're just watching it play out. 
Shout out to the pandemic one himself. Hey, man, he's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, the, the Clippers are what? Three games out of first place, so they're not far behind. You know, they they, they just got to prove they can do it outside of regular season. That's the only thing. I did have PG third on my list because of his numbers, how good he's playing, how efficient he's playing. But they just have to prove people that he needs to go on for in the playoffs. There's no way that Paul George should be number four on this list. Nobody on this list defends like Paul George. Nobody on this list is almost as efficient as Paul George. He is elite. I get it. I totally understand there was a pandemic P. That happened. But we are referring to the 2021 season. And in the 2021 season, this boy is shooting 45% from three. He's shooting lights out. 49% from the field with no point guard. There's nobody getting him the ball. They need a point guard, the Clippers. Rondo needs to go there tomorrow. The biggest issue with Paul George is social media. Nobody in the NBA is cyberbullied more than this dude, and it clearly gets to him. He makes any team that he goes to better. I think he's maybe one, maybe two, the best shooting two in the entire NBA between him and I would say maybe book. But this dude, dude, he shoots lights out, man. I just hate that this situation where a person can sit on this on this episode and say that he's not even a superstar. Dude, what do you? That's ridiculous. And the, and there's people in front of him with way less records. It's a, not even gonna make the playoffs. It's people not even gonna make the playoffs in front of him. That's bullshit. They're still out on that, by the way. You know that, right? Whatever you want to bet. I ain't, I'm not a gambling man, but well, not anymore. It's just, you know, shout out to them. But it's <laughs> <laughs> um, still out on that, though. We'll talk about that in a second. All right. Number three on this list. Obviously, I don't know. We get to, Number three on this list, Brad Bill. This should be very interesting. You want to start off, Jay? You want to close it up? No, for sure. Uh, Brad Bill averages 32 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, 48% from the field. Coach Lockie shooting 33 from three. Let's talk about it. He's a shooting guard. He's shooting. He's playing the best ball that he's ever played. And quietly, quietly, they have found out how to play together as a team. Started off horrible, horrible. Couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't, could he and Russ couldn't coexist together. They had a lot of COVID issues on that team. But quietly, they have turned it around. And look where they are in the standings right now. The eighth seed ain't that far. And the fifth seed ain't that far either. I had Bradley Bill at four on my list because they are starting to figure it out. The beginning is what hurt them. At the end of the day, currently right now, I have they are 13th, 12th, 12th in the East. Now, the last 14 games, they are nine and five. They are starting to make some turns. So if they can continue to do that, then there it is. But we're going based off these first 25 games, and they had to, took too long to get rolling, which I understand because Russ was at it. It was new. He was used to playing with John Wall. Russ is a different player. They had to figure some things out. He's scoring at will. We've seen that. We know. 33 points a game. He's going to get you a bucket. But we needed those to turn into wins, which they are starting to do now. We just have to see if they can keep it going. Name out the stats again for me real quick. 30 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. 48% from the field, 33 from three. 
and your only nitpick is a 33% from uh, 33%, 33% from three. That's your only nitpick, right? No, my nitpick is that they're the 12th team in the East, and the East isn't good. Well, before we before we throw the dirt on them with the shovel, remember they missed damn near a month as a team for the cause of COVID. Co- no team has got hit by COVID as hard as this team. That's not true, bro. Yes, no, that is true. They, no, no, those teams hit harder with COVID. No, 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 not as the way they, 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 they Raptors they, had nine players on their team that had COVID, bro. Well, what I'm saying is, but they didn't miss as many games as the yeah. as the Wizards. The Wizards were not playing for almost three to four weeks. But they they've played 34 games though. They caught up though. What I'm saying is they were they had to catch up. They were off for a period of time. And I get Brad Bill had a great season last year. He emerged as one of the best two guards in the entire NBA. Evolved into much more than a catch and shoot guy. Second in the NBA in points per game. This year he's leading the NBA in points per game. It's a breakout year. It's empty scoring. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They didn't even make it to the bubble, Doc. He didn't even show up to the bubble, Doc. Yeah, Jake, give him time, man. Don't, that ain't don't. about time. Paul George is a better basketball player than him. You oh, ask seven people that hoop, that know hoop, will sit and tell you that there's no way. I don't give a damn what we're talking about. We're just looking at a dude that's six seven standing right there that can play both sides of the ball. And then the guy that's standing over there that's six three and is an empty score. Paul George has never not played in the playoffs, y'all. True. It's not easy. Jeff, who you taking first? If you if you had a pick, who you picking? Paul George or Brad Bill? Brad Bill. What about you, Lot? I'm taking Paul George. He's six nine. Okay. That's your wing. Play. That's your two. This six nine. And he and he sat down. He's sliding and he's shooting. And his shooting percentage is higher, and he passes better than him. Come on, And, bro. and if the wind is blowing the wrong way and somebody say he can't dress, he's not going to play for five damn games. Here's the thing. At least he's actually it. played in those games. Bradley Beal is one, two, three Cancun every May, every year. Uh, I agree with you. Somebody talk and, about then, and Paul George is too. Don't forget what Dame did to him when he when he was playoff P. Don't forget last year when the pandemic happened, he was pandemic has, P. Has, has Brad so Beal, do we know what Brad Beal can do in the playoffs? Same shit, Paul George. It can't be no, worse than Paul George. No, we, we don't know. know. Paul George we don't do. know. It can't be worse than Paul George. Now. We don't know. We don't know. There's no way he's a top three two guard. It's ridiculous. Hold up. Hold up. If that's the argument, how was the person that's number two? Number two. He ain't never played meaningful basketball because his team's the number two team I in the West right now. Donovan Mitchell's number one in the West. Oh. And he's number one on the team. You starting a team tomorrow, you, you got Devin Booker, you got Donovan Mitchell, who you take. It's an argument. Shut the hell up. Go ahead. It's an argument. It's an argument. Number two. Number, number two on this list. Number two. Derek Jeter, number two. Number two on this list. Is, this is Jay's boy way through. Devin Booker. Go ahead, Jeff. I hope, come on, Jeff. Come on through on this one for me. Now, he should be number one. He should be number one. We have Devin Booker. He averages 25 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. 50% from the field, 36 from three. Let's talk about it. All right, uh, Devin Booker, he's just adding on what we saw in the bubble. You know, he, he's playing well. The addition of CP3 has changed everything for that team. They are now one of the better teams in the West. Devin Booker is just playing. He's starting to scratch the surface and starting to really go toward that peak. He's only going to get better. He just has to continue to improve his three-point shooting. For a shooter like him, he has to shoot better than 36%. 
Maybe he's having a slump right now. He's having a rough time. But for a shooter, as good as Devin Booker, I need 40, 42 out of him, which I expect him to get to that eventually. But you can't argue what he's doing. They're top team in the West after not being nothing in the West last year. So I understand why Devin Booker is top two on this list. You talk about meaningful basketball. We got a player at number two that ain't played a meaningful damn game since he's been in the NBA. Not a one. Not one. That ain't no bubble shit don't matter. And dude, they ain't do nothing. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't play nothing. One meaningful game. Went ain't no for nothing. Got in the way. Just got in the way. <laughs> Since you want to break on meaningful basketball, just get the damn way. That's all he was doing. Cool. Devin Booker shooting 36% from three. That's two missed shots away from 33%, which is what the person below him who averages more points, who is the best player on his team, average, who they just said doesn't play any meaningful basketball. Shout out to Devin Booker for hitting the lottery and getting Chris Paul as his point guard, not Ricky Rubio. That really helps a lot to have the, one of the greatest point guards our generation has ever seen. But to dismiss Bradley Beal and praise Devin Booker, that's nuts. Same Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. It's everything. The thing is with Devin Booker, man, he is 24 years old. Can get buckets on anyone, anytime, anywhere. Can create his own offense better than almost any player in the league. Playing alongside Chris Paul has helped. The Suns are winning. They're the number two seed. The hardest conference in the NBA. Hard to do. Deadly from deep. Can attack the rim. I think that's the thing that I like the most about his game that has advanced. Getting to the rim at a high level. Mid-range is crazy. Just an offensive bag. It's nobody like Devin Booker at the age of 24. It's not even close, man. Strive to be a superstar. This kid is a superstar. Um, and, you know, the world see it. The world sees it now. I don't know who he pissed off. I don't know if it's a Kardashian curse or whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to Book, man. I had him at number one on my list. Number two on the list? <laughs> number two in the West. The boy the number two in the West. And then, and then the person below him, right, is 12. And then the guy after him is and third. The, oh, but the guy after him is number one in the West. and should have hey. been higher than him. And he's shooting 40 from the field. Ah, see, you're moving the goalposts. Because you're, you're banking on it. You're is he not shooting on 40? He's shooting 40 from the field. 42. Jay, you 42. just went on the tirade Two. saying, you just said he's number two in the West. The most difficult conference in basketball. It is He's number two, but hey, number one in that conference is ranked number five, and that's horseshit. Hey, lot. If your shooting guard who shoots the ball the most on your team is shooting fifty percent from the field, and then the other person is shooting forty, or is he shooting thirty-eight? What is he shooting from the field? Forty-two. Forty-two. Shoot forty-two from the field. Forty-two. That's a good damn team you got. He doesn't have Chris Paul as his point guard getting him in his spots. He has Mike Conley, who you just played. And then he has defensive player of the year down there as well. Does he not? Mike Conley ain't Chris Paul, Jay. Michael Conley is not Chris Paul, but he's an all-star. All right, we want on number one on this list. Number one. Everybody hated him, but now not so much. Not so much. James Harden. Got a weird finish with the little baby, but James Harden. Having 25, 7, and 11, 48 from the field, 40 from three. Fuck him. <laughs> that's your kind of, oh, Jay, that's your kind of stats, dude. Seven, that's your kind of stats. Every year when we do this top seven list, we've never done it 
during the beginning or the middle of the season. This is the first time we've ever did this. We always do top seven after the season. To see this, the way that people shit on James Harden after the season compared to how they praise him during the regular season, the real James Harden shows up in the playoffs. I guarantee that. And that's really him. You can't bring up the real James Harden in the playoffs. Number four on his list is the pandemic P. Talk about showing up in the playoffs. Paul George has showed up 10 times more than James Harden ever has. Anywho, shout out to James Harden. He's having a very good year. I, I take my hat out to him for accepting the role as being the facilitator on a super duper team. Not super team, super team, super, not a duper yet. Duper is when they signed the, the full force they're about to sign right now. But right now, they're a super team. And shout out to him for accepting his role as being the facilitator, allowing Kyrie to shoot as much as he wants, allowing Kevin Durant to do whatever the hell he wants, and just picking up the scraps and making it look so effortless. So shout out to him. Yeah, James Harden, man, he has career highs and everything. I need to see it in the playoffs. And I think this is actually going to be the year that we do see in the playoffs because it's going to be a lot easier. You're going to have Kevin Durant over there. You're going to have Kyrie over there. So it's going it's not going to be as much pressure. He's going to go from being the one or two option to he can be the three option in, in the playoffs. And it'd be easier with him standing out there. Even though he's facilitating and getting the playoffs, it might change. So this is the year where if he's going to make people be quiet, this is the year. Because if he gets in the playoffs this year and does the same thing and they fall short – Everything is going to point to him. You ain't got to worry about shit. You got a person going to take all the shots, KD. And you got a person that's going to make all the right plays in Kyrie. And all you got to do is turn in the motherfucking Steve Kerr and stand right there and shoot the ball. This motherfucker don't show up in these playoffs and get these guys over the hump. I already know what he is. I, you want crown him the crown. That's I, had him number four. I had him number four on my list. You want to crown him, crown his ass. Jay, I had him number four on my list. That, that's the same thing that Steph did two years ago when he played with KD. What? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. The offense Steph, ran Steph, through this dude, bro. Steph wasn't the third option. Come on, man. He was the ran through this No, 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 no. That's correct. I stand correct. He was not the third option. He was but the second. KD, KD did his thing. Clay did his thing. All Steph had to do was shoot. That's, no, that's not true. The offense ran through Steph. Steph is running through picks. And then KD was coming off those same picks and was shooting wide open shots, bro. That's what made it a super duper team because Clay was there. I've seen plenty of times when they needed a bucket, KD come down and, and won one championship. Well, you also got to look at it too. What's an easier matchup for somebody? KD, who's seven feet shooting over chairs, than Steph Curry having to work for a shot. That's okay. the difference. KD, that's a, that's a smart basketball play. The only person that's capable of shutting down James Harden is himself. He don't play defense. What we do? How does he want? There's only one person on this list that plays defense. Maybe two in Jalen Brown. Maybe two in Jalen Brown. That's it. Nobody. Number Devin, two don't play defense. Devin Booker plays better defense I mean, than him. Uh, James Harden. Coach like Devin Booker don't play better defense than James Harden. Dog. Yeah, James Come Harden on, don't play man. no defense at all. At all. I mean, everybody plays better defense. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me stop that. You can't say that no more. He's at least giving effort now. <laughs> he's at least giving effort now. That he's don't mean he's giving effort now. I mean, that, but that, he still don't play better than Booker, though. 
Yeah, it, 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 I mean, he's giving up, but he's not. He, he, he played so dis, no defense for so long, would never acknowledge that. Yeah, that's, that's that's hundred percent true, right there. That's, that's not true. He he gets cooked every game. Dog. No, he, he gets cooked, but but we'll never we'll always say he gets cooked. But he's playing a lot harder than what he used to play. Go through the list, man. Let's yeah, get to man. it. What we got, Jeff? At seven, we had Zach Levine. At six, we had Jalen Brown. Five, how Donovan Mitchell. Four, the pandemic one, Paul George. Three, Brad Bill. Two, Devin Booker. One, James Harden. You got SGA coming on this list next year, Jeff? Yes. What you got, Coach? Who you got coming on the list? Yeah, that, that's the only person I could see out of those armor makers that we had that would make it on this list. I don't think VO is going to jump up high enough. I think he's going to kind of play around it same. So I, I, if anybody be SGA. What about you, Weezy? SGA. And I got CJ McCollum coming back on the list too. No, I ain't having it. Unless he get traded to Cleveland. He need to demand a trade to Cleveland. Oh, he needs to. Yeah, you like you like who you like. You don't who you don't, Jay. Yeah, I like yeah. CJ McCollum. I really do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Shit, no. Shit, I no. do like CJ. I ain't got no problem with CJ. I don't like his shoes that he play in, but I like CJ. Yeah. He don't like Dane, man. That's who it is. He don't like Dane. Yeah, I got Tyler Hero making this list next year. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. but, but how if they get VO? What you mean? Because you, like you like no, Jack. Because no, no, Jack Harlow is my guy. Now they're gonna have VO. They, they, let me tell you what you they can't gonna put do. VO at three. No, they gonna put VO at the point. Remember he played point before Brogdon got there in Indianapolis. Uh, we ain't gonna make this a point. Dude. He ain't gonna make. We won't see Bo on the top seven series next year. He played point. We won't see him because bro, he can defend, bro. You he know, Pat love defenders, man. He won't sniff. He won't sniff the top seven. Not on that point guard list. Speaking of, next week is the point guard list. Listen now, I don't need no shit. I need people to use their better judgment when turning in these lists. Pay attention to what's going on. I I know what's going on. When I saw James Harden. Being picked as the number one shooting guard, I knew it's water. You know, it's water in the game, man. You know what I'm saying? People, people not using their better judgment, and, and it saddens me. It really does. You can't, really can't really say that though, because he's playing great this year, and this is based off what he's done up until this point. How many games he playing in Houston, Coach? Ten. I don't think he played four games in Houston. Yeah, Jay, you, you can, can shit play on him. Yeah, you can play ten games. You, you you can shit on the player playoffs. If we do play the playoffs. That's what you can shit on. Yeah, no, for sure. But this is, I know him. If you want to crown his ass, crown him. But I know that the boy next week, the boy. <laughs> what? Dear listeners, if you don't if you don't listen to any show, if you don't listen to any show on FSP on the Real Real Network at all this year, do not miss <laughs> next week. So. I guarantee you there will be fireworks. Yeah, for sure. sure. Every year. Every year. Every, Every year. year. Watch your back. Every just, year. Just take just, my, hey. taking my pressure pills. I don't even take pressure pills. They didn't got high blood pressure, but I'm taking God them. Your got my hands up, wheezing. You know, working on my slips. You know what I mean? My head movement. Keep I know what's up. happening. Yeah. I, I know what they finna try to do. It ain't gonna happen, though. Not on my watch. Oh, he finna. <laughs> 
he finna put the Mitch McConnell in on our ass. <laughs> we ain't gonna be a fair vote. He gonna put the Mitch McConnell on our ass. Oh shit. Tweet us <laughs> throughout the week of full sport press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for me, baby. Damn right, Coach Lot. Get a drum song. Damn right. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. It is, man. Watch your back, Jeff. I'm telling you, I'm watching you. You the one. You the one I don't got to watch. You're going to slide some dust. You're going to slide some dust. The Revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The Revolution will be podcasted.